Weekly Dosers, and welcome into the Weekly Dose, part of the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Galbraith, and I'm back. Sorry I took last week off, but I'm back now. How's your quarantine going? (laughs) It is Monday, March 30th. Let's start your week. With random goodness, but first, hi. How are every, how's everything going? I asked, how's your how's your quarantine going? Mine is going good now. Uh, previous to the last couple weeks, I was going to work, and now we are off for two weeks, which is good because now we can stay at home and honor the whole stay at home rules and really keep this thing from coming into our house or from us giving it to other people. And if, if, if there by chance we ever did get it. So that is a good thing. That is good news. I'm happy about that. And I have some time. So I'm actually making a little video out of this. You remember way back when I was doing this, I was making, well, maybe you don't, maybe you don't follow me on, on the Insta Grizzy. But way back, I was making little short videos uh, of the stuff from the Daily Dose. It's the Weekly Dose now, but um, when I was doing that, it was fun. And I, I was, but it's, it's a little overwhelming. And, you know, time, you start to go, oh, I just don't have the time to do all that. Well, now I do because I'm off for two weeks. So for a couple of weeks, I'm going to make some videos and have some fun with that. And I've got some good content for you today. What I realize about this show is it's kind of goofy news, right? It's not all the dreary bad news. And I like that. I like that that I'm trying to bring something a little different than maybe the average uh, news that you're seeing out there. This is fun stuff from around the world, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy delivering it. So hopefully we can have a good time here on the Weekly Dose. Let's start it off, like I said, with some random goodness. First thing here, government officials across the U.S. are using location data from millions of cell phones to better understand the movements of Americans during the coronavirus pandemic and how they will be affecting the spread of the disease. The federal government, through the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and state and local governments, have started to receive analysis about the presence of movement of people in certain areas of geographic interest drawn from cell phone data. The data comes from the mobile advertising industry rather than cell phone carriers. The idea is to create a portal for federal and state local officials that contains geological data in what what could be as many as 500 cities across the U.S. to help plan the epidemic response. The data, do you say data or data? Data, the data, the data, which is stripped of identifying information like the names of a phone num- uh, a phone's owner, could help officials learn how coronavirus is spreading around the country and help blunt its Advance. What a great word, blunt. It shows which retail establishments, parks, and other public spaces are still drawing crowds that could risk accelerating the transmission of the virus. So the question to you listeners and to myself is, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fact that you're being tracked? I mean, we're all being tracked anyway. We already, we, you know that, right? Uh, you, ever, <clears throat> you ever notice that you're on Facebook? Or, or I've had this happen where uh, all of a sudden Yelp will tell me about a good burrito joint around the corner when I've gone to a different location, you know, in my town or, you know, in another area. Have you ever noticed that? Your phone is tracking you. It's already doing it. So the question is, how do you feel that about this, that they're using it for something positive? Does it still bug you that you're being tracked? Because it, bog- it bugs me a little bit. 
you know, and this whole thing, the coronavirus thing, the whole thing that we're kind of stuck to our house bugs me a little bit. And the social distancing bugs me a little bit because I like people, you know, I, I like to be able to interact, but I feel like we all walk around like we have the cooties now. And I hope that goes away. I hope that changes because I'm not, I'm not particularly happy with all that. Next thing here, Miller Lite is donating $1 million to laid-off bartenders after bars and restaurants around the country were forced to shut down in an effort to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, the beer company tweeted, Taps are off, but tips are needed. Click to donate to the millions out of work. Uh, we'll start with $1 million. How cool is that? The tweet included a link to the United States Bartenders Guild National Charity Foundation, which, which set up a virtual virtual tip jar to help bartenders during the coronavirus uh, crisis. I think that's awesome because those are the people that are suffering right now. Uh, I know we got this big stimulus package coming and some folks are going to get a little bit of money, including myself uh, and, and Mindy, my wife, um, but they need it the most. Uh, they need it the most. So hopefully they've been able to survive through all this. There are other companies hiring, though. It's a funny thing. There's always a little bit of a shift in the balance, right? So, yeah, we're not going to bars, but a bunch of people are going to Costco and a bunch of people are going to Trader Joe's and those companies are hiring like crazy. So, you know, you just got to shift a little bit until you got until you can go back. But um, in, anyway, it's, it's nice that Miller Lite is doing that or the Miller Company. Is it Miller Lite or the Miller Company? Let's see. Miller Lite. Is that, is that their name? Is it, is it Miller Lite? That's the name of their company? Hmm. I thought it was like Miller Company. I don't know. What do I know about? What do I know about those cheap beers? What do I know about those ones? The government, uh, next thing here, the government media organization and meme creators have all embraced the term social distancing when discussing how to stem the coronavirus pandemic. But Daniel Aldrich, a professor of political science and a public policy at Northeastern University, is concerned that the term is misleading and that its widespread usage could be counterproductive. The World Health Organization has come to the same conclusion. Last week, it started using the term Aldrich prefers, which I prefer this as well. It's physical distancing. Aldrich says efforts taken to slow the spread of the coronavirus should encourage strengthening social ties while maintaining that physical distancing. In a tweet, he, com he complimented young people running errands for elderly neighbors, neighbors for practicing social connectedness with physical distancing. Yeah, I don't like that term social distancing. Like I said, we're walking around like everybody's got the cooties. So I kind of, I, 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 I respect this whole thing. I respect not touching. I respect not spreading it, not risking spreading it, obviously enough to where I'm off work now. Um, but, but, but I don't really like the whole, you know, people that are just way freaked out. Like Mindy and I, we go to the market, we don't wear masks. We don't wear gloves. We, we we're not going to do that, right? We'll just wash our hands and do what we need to do when we get home. But other people are wearing them. And you, the looks you get when you, when you're not wearing a mask, just check it out. Just check it out when you go shopping or you have to, when you have to go out, they're, they're just, they're, mm, it's a weird place. I've said it, I said it a bunch on my podcast, but it is a weird place. And, and, uh, 
I don't like the whole social distancing. Physical distancing, fine. Let's do that for a little while until we get past this. Airbnb is giving back to healthcare workers and first responders around the world during the coronavirus pandemic. The company announced a new initiative on Thursday, which aims to provide free or subsidized housing for 100,000 workers who are working on the front lines fighting the spread of the coronavirus. Airbnb hosts will be able to participate in the program through Airbnb's Open Homes platform. And if a homeowner is unable to commit to housing for free, the company will waive all fees. How about that? Pretty sweet. Just about a week after Costco announced they would be they would no longer be accepting returns on high demand items, Targets is, is following suit. The retail giant will not be accepted, accepting in-store returns for at least the next three weeks. Effective immediately, Target employees will also no longer handle reusable bags. Uh, paper and plastic bags will be available at checkout, and your local store will waive any corresponding fees associated with them. Furthermore, checkout lanes will be cleaned after each guest interaction and dedicated team members will uh, guide guests in line while that happens. For the foreseeable future, our stores, this is a quote from them, by the way, for the foreseeable future, our stores will rotate the use of our check lanes and allow those not in use to be deep cleaned. Now, this is the perfect time, right? I hate I hate these because I think it, uh, first of all, messes with employment. I think I like having someone check me out, but the uh, self-checkouts, Great idea now, right? I mean, although we're touching them still and they should be cleaned, um, how good is it for the employees who still have to come to work? We went to Lowe's and Lowe's did these, like, you know how you go to a, uh, a buffet and they've got that glass barrier between you and the food so you're not hacking all over the food that you're picking up? Now think about that. Now, isn't that gross, really? Because you can still get stuff on that food and you're eating it. Kind of gross. Um, but Lowe's did these barriers, between them and their employees, they built these little plexiglass barriers. Uh, so when you're standing there checking out, the the barriers there, and you're not there's it prevents a little bit of coughing or germs being passed. I think that was really inventive of Lowe's to do that. At least the local Lowe's that I went to, um, you know, because those people still have to go to work, and it, it's it it is a bummer that they still have to do that. And I'm I'm incredibly thankful that they do. We went to Walmart, and there was a young lady there checking us out. Young lady pregnant. And I'm just like, oh, you know, here I was the past couple of weeks, sort of uh, unhappy that our company didn't make the choice to let us go home. Um, and, and she has to deal with the public on a daily basis because she needs the check. And it's just, uh, it makes me really grateful for our company, for what they're, what they do for their employees. You know, Walmart can't stop, they can't stop, um, you know, their business. They have to keep going. Next thing here, a fifth of spouses admit uh, checking their partner's emails or text messages. Uh, the report also found that in, in a fifth of relationships, at least one partner had checked their spouse's browser history on the computer. What? You little peeker. Is there no privacy between couples? Can't have that, huh? You got you to know everything about each other. What are you doing when I'm not around? Like you have no self-identity. You know what I mean? That's just weird. Cops in the UK are going in the dark side. I, I hate this one, by the way. This is pretty annoying to me. Uh, intentionally dropping black dye into a picturesque blue lagoon to stop photo-thirsty crowds from gathering and potentially spreading the coronavirus. Police in uh, Derbyshire 
decked themselves out in full protective gear for their mission to make the Instagram hotspot way less desirable for photos. So pollute the whole damn lagoon so people won't go there and take photos. That's smart. Even after UK authorities announced restrictions limiting gatherings, cops say people were still flocking to the lagoon for pics, mostly because the weather has been sunny and clear lately. The dye job was a last resort to discourage uh, foot traffic. Hmm. Don't agree with that at all. Uh, popular game Cards Against Humanity has been made available to play online while people self-isolate. Cards Against Humanity is the party game for horrible people like myself because I play that game. Unlike most of the party games, it, it it's as despicable and awkward as you and your friends, according to its official website. Recently made available to play on playingcards.io. That is playingcards.io. You can now create your own virtual room and send a link to tell your friends and family so they can join in on the game in real time. I might do this. That sounds like fun. Uh, we've been doing that, that, that playing remotely thing recently. We just played it last night with David and Stephanie. Uh, there's a, a company called Jackbox TV, and they have lots of games, and it's fun. We were doing it online last night. So we're going to try and do that with uh, Mindy's sister this week as well. So maybe Cards Against Humanity will be something that we do. Next thing here, two medical profess professionals helping the college sports world s sort through the coronavirus pandemic offered cautionary words in terms of what athletes can do since team activities have been halted and what athletics, athletics programs may be able to do uh, weeks and months from now. During a live conversation on the NCAA's Twitter channel, the association's chief medical officer recommended that athletes not engage in any activity that involves sharing a ball or other equipment and that they not train with more than one person. Now, uh, I have been playing pickleball because I still feel it's important to get out there. I still feel it, that's I need to do that. It's it's uh, for me. It's important, and obviously for the people that I've been playing with, it's important as well. It's only four of us that get together. We we try to do more than that, and we play with our own ball, so we don't pick up each other. I know it sounds funny. We're playing with each other's balls. <laughs> you know, I I can't help but to go for the low hanging fruit, but I'm not going to do it. Um, we play with our own ball. So you have your own ball. It's got your name on it. You take it out of your pocket. You serve. You play with that ball until you know your point ends, and you put that ball back in your pocket, and then other people play with their own ball. So you're not. That's the only way, really, that we could transfer that. You know, usually we would uh, also tap paddles and say good game. We're not doing any of that, none of that. So uh, that you're only touching your own ball. That's all you're doing, and that's how we're able to still play. Uh, it's not a contact sport. You're really not that close to your partner. So uh, that that you know, there are ways to still do some of those things, and I recommend that you do. Um, it's tough. We still have to live some of our lives, right? We still got to get exercise. We still got to get out there. It's it's you know, it's hopefully not too much of what you're doing in your life changes because if you're just sitting on the couch, man, you're gonna you're gonna have to roll yourself out of the house after this 
quarantine is over. Next thing, if you've already taken all the virtual museum tours, ridden all the Disney rides from your couch, and binge-watched every episode of Ozark, here's a great idea as we continue to quarantine. Bush Beer has launched the Foster a Dog, Get Bush program to encourage folks to invest in fostering a rescue pup. In collaboration with Midwest Animal Rescue and Services, uh, the beer company is offering a free month supply of its beer to anyone who fosters or adopts a dog from the rescue from now until April 25th or until supplies last. To claim your free beer after adopting your pup, you must send a direct message to the Bush Beer. Remember that commercial? Bush Beer. Uh, To the Bush Facebook, Twitter, or Bush Beer Instagram account with a screenshot of your confirmation email from Midwest Animal Rescue Services. Too bad Bush Beer is just not that good. Too bad. Uh, Photos have popped up on social media since social distancing became a, again, it's physical distancing. Since physical distancing became a necessity to battle the spread of the coronavirus, groups of neighboring dads or moms spread out in a circle, drinking beer or wine in the street, a bunch of teenagers sitting atop their parked cars hanging out apart from each other, a pair of fishermen standing more than six feet apart in a shallow river, Now, one health expert says to practice true social distancing or physical distancing, those gatherings shouldn't happen at all. Party foul. Dr. Uh, Maria Simonelli, the president of New Jersey Academy of Family Physicians, said guidelines for people to remain six feet apart are meant only for those essential trips outside the home. Any extended unnecessary contact with people even six feet apart violates the spirit of the precautions. So I am a violator by playing pickleball. I am. And so are my pickleball friends, you know, but hey, we're, we just we want we got to get out there. You know what I mean? Uh, The combination, next thing here, the combination of a big jump in unemployment, anxious free time for those not struggling with illness and financial instability has created a number of strange moments in economics. Here's another. For the next few weeks, baby chickens are next to impossible to find. Apparently, when times are tough, people want chickens. Chick sales go up during stock market turndowns and in presidential election years, according to the Agricultural Department. Last week, wholesale egg prices rose more than 50% in some parts of the country because of demand. Eggs have been running low, if not sold out altogether in many stores in the United States. The egg supply is normal, of course. Demand just grew significantly. We used to buy baby chickens. Uh, we used to we used to raise chickens when I was younger. We'd go into this local feed market, and there'd be little chicks there, and you'd walk around. You could hear them cheep, 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 cheep. You can hear them chirping, and then you just grab a couple chicks in your hand, and you put them in your you put them in your basket. I don't remember. You just put them put them in something, and you'd bring them home, and you'd raise them. It was pretty cool. I liked raising chicks. I did. I I, I enjoyed that. We have new information to report. News. A man called the called in a bomb threat to the Orlando Police Department, threatening to blow up the agency's headquarters and other nearby buildings because people are being put out of work due to the coronavirus crisis. Justin Demereaux Black faces charges of false report of a bombing and unlawful use of a two-way communication device. Black said, I'm going to blow up the Orlando Police Department. I'm going to blow up the 7-Eleven. I'm going to blow up 
a car wash. Police did not find any explosives when they arrested him. So I don't think he was going to blow up anything. A 57-year-old man in Pennsylvania is facing charges after allegedly mocking an elderly victim for wearing a mask and deliberately coughing near the victim. Daniel Tabusi is facing simple assault by physical menace. Wow, that's a that's a that's an that's a crazy charge. How many different charges are there? That's that's interesting. Simple assault by physical menace. Disorderly conduct and other related charges after the incident. Don't don't do that, bro. Don't do that. After a citizen complaint to police, an x-ray video store in West Peoria, Illinois, has stopped offering curbside service. What? Illinois told all non-essential businesses to close starting this past Saturday. Earlier this week, the sheriff's office received a compliment, uh, a complaint, a compliment, a complaint that though the Green Door Video Erotic Boutique, oh, I, I said X-ray. Did I say X-ray? X-rated. I don't know what I said. I, I, I must not. I must not have processed that while I was reading it. It's an X-rated video store, not X-ray. If I said X-ray, I might have said X-rated and then in my head thought I said X-ray. So I confused myself. Anyway, whatever. It's an X-rated video store. Anyway, I'll I'll read part of this again. Earlier this week, the sheriff's office received a complaint that though the Green Door Video Erotic Boutique had closed to foot traffic, a sign there offered curbside service. How do you do that? The business's Facebook page includes posts declaring a right to stay open as a curbside service during the state's stay-at-home order. A March 23rd post stated the green door has not closed its doors in over 40 years. However, in the event of a national pandemic, we do not fall under the blanket of essential business. But just because the doors are locked does not mean we are still not available. If you need something from us and you know exactly what it is, you can give us a call and we will do what the restaurants are doing and bring it out to your car. So if you're hard up for a porn mag or you need yourself some kind of little sex toy, they'll deliver it to your car. You just got to call them. Hmm. I wonder if it's going well for them. That, look, businesses like that, have been have have to be doing really badly. And you know, you hope that they're successful enough that they can weather it. You know what I'm saying? But most aren't and they can't go a month without any kind of, you know, revenue. So, yikes. Yikes. Two weeks ago, Matt Levine's immediate concerns centered on where to find the best happy hour and coolest DJ. Now he just wants his coronavirus panicked dad to let him back in the house. While residents in his hometown of Nanut, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, so I apologize. Nanut, New York, were hunkering down to avoid corona. 21-year-old Matt and his friends from Springfield College in Massachusetts hit up spring break in South Padre Island, Texas, and stayed there against the advice of his father, Peter. Peter says, I spoke with him every day and told him that maybe they should come home. I was aggravated. The news here was getting worse and worse. Matt sent me pictures of him and his friends congregating outdoors and listening to music. Finally, Peter told Matt and his buddies that they cannot stay at the family home after the trip as they'd planned. 
Matt's grandparents live with dad, Peter, at dad's Peter's house. So the grandparents are there at the house. Once they arrived, dad met them at the door and blocked them from coming in. Peter filled the trunk of Matt's car with groceries and left him in an envelope containing $300 in cash. At least he didn't leave him high and dry, right? Uh, even though his college has shut down classes, Peter will stay with roommates in their off-campus house while, uh, while they wait out this pandemic. So there you go. Uh, a 108-year-old woman who survived the 1918 Spanish flu is thought to have become the oldest victim of coronavirus in the UK and possibly the world. Hilda Churchill died in Salford, England on Saturday, hours after testing positive for COVID-19 and just eight days before her 109th birthday. Churchill was born in 1911, the year before the the Titanic sank and three years before the start of the First World War. It was also seven years before the Spanish flu pandemic, which infected 500 million worldwide. Wow, that's a pandemic. 500 million worldwide. I don't think that this is going to get to that. Uh, and killed her sister, apparently. Sad, that's sad news, but she lived through two pandemics. 108, though, that's a long, healthy life. All right, I got something fun for you here. I'm not going to do the this day in history, but I have April Fool's Day pranks to play on the kids, if you have kids. But these are kind of fun. Some of them you can play on just people in general, right? Uh, the first one here is act like the coolest parent ever and tell your kids you'll be serving Sundays for dinner. That way, when they realize their Sunday is actually mashed potatoes and gravy, it can be their dinner. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, stick googly eyes on the food in your refrigerator. Stuff toilet paper into the toe of your kid's shoes. I can do that to Mindy. That's a good one. Freeze your kid's morning cereal. Uh, add a bit of milk to a bowl of cereal and freeze it overnight so you give them something frozen in the morning. Uh, Sew one of your kids' socks closed halfway. I don't sew, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, Put a for sale sign in your front yard. Tell the kids you're moving to Alaska. Oh, that's a good one. They'll they'll cry. Well, they don't even, do they know if they're they're not old enough, then they don't really care uh, what Alaska is anyway. They have no concept of that. Cover the, I can do this. This was a good one. Cover the remote, the TV remote sensor f- with a piece of tape. That way it doesn't work. I've done that with people's mouses at work. They're, they're mice. Is it mouses? Mice? They're mice? <laughs> you don't say it like that, right? If it's a mouse at work that you use. I've done that to, to someone's mouse. You put a little tape over it and then it doesn't work and they can't get the thing to work. The next one, squeeze a few drops of food coloring into the bottom of your kid's bowl. Then cover it with cereal. Check out their expression when the milk is added. Ooh, that's a good one. That'd be fun. Switch the bags inside two boxes of cereal. Oh, I could do that one at home. That'd be good. And this one's kind of cool. Make orange jello in a drinking glass and serve it to them at breakfast. They'll think it's orange juice, right? And then it doesn't pour out. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. I like that one. Moving on to the water cooler question. All right, the water cooler question is this. In the U.S., the most expensive one of these will cost you just over $58,660. What is it? That's right. It's a college education. That's expensive. Harvard Mudd College in California charges this much for a year. 
for a year. So uh, really, $58,000 for college is cheap. I think for like USC, it's way more than that. UCLA, way more than that. You know, like twice that probably. So hopefully it pays off. I think, I mean, for most people, it pays off. You know, our, our company, they pay for your education. You're not going to USC. You can. And I don't know that they really want to pay for that, uh, our company. But uh, I've seen a couple people get master's degrees and they're doing really well, but they didn't really have to pay for their education. So that's kind of nice. But, uh, you know, you've got to pay for your own. I hope that it, it pays off for you. I hope that it pays off for you. All right, let's end this podcast and start your week and your day with a deep thought. And it is this, don't believe everything you think. Ah, you know, we, we tend to at this time of, of panic, believe everything that we see, right? But even worse, don't believe everything that you think because not always are your thoughts so accurate. So take a little breath in between them. Here I am offering this advice to you, but I'm really offering it to myself, right? Take a little breath in between them and say, does this really, is this a real thought? Is this a real true thing? I like that quote. And that, that concludes this one. That's it for this week's show. You lovely people have an amazing day and take care of your fellow travelers on planet Earth. I'll be back next Monday with more weekly goodness. Cheers. Cheers.